us worship the King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, conquer the grave.
but he brought me in oh his love for me oh his love for me when the sun sets free oh it's free thank you for the promise this morning that we're your children. We thank you for the freedom that we find in Christ. We thank you for the, the freedom that we find from the shackles of sin. Lord, we pray that you're exalted this morning in this place. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his precious name that we sing. In Jesus' name, amen.
seated for just a moment. Good morning. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. It's great to see everyone this morning. Uh, we are so glad that you've come uh, to worship with us uh, in our still new 1109 service. So we are uh, getting close to the school year and we're excited uh, about all the things ahead as the summer winds down. Uh, we know that we'll begin to see more and more people, but we are so thrilled for everyone here this morning. I know we have uh, many guests uh, all over this room, so we are so delighted that you are here with us. And, and if you are a guest, uh, please uh, take the time uh, to fill this out uh, in your bulletin. So I hope you got a bulletin. There's a tab on there. If you could fill that out and drop it in the offering plate, that's about to come by uh so fill that out, drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. But if you aren't able to, if uh, the plate comes to you before uh, you're able to fill that out, when you leave the service this morning, uh, right outside those doors at the welcome desk, there's a little black box that you can drop that in. Uh, so we are so glad uh, for all of our guests here. And this morning we do have a, a special uh, guest preacher. It is Mike Ritchie with the Gideons International. I know many of us that are very familiar with uh, the Gideons and their ministry, such an important ministry uh, that God's word is delivered. And, and, of course, their mission of getting the Bible everywhere they can, getting the Bible to tough places, getting the Bible to places uh, where people need access or where people who, who are desperate need to find comfort and salvation in God's word. So we're excited to hear uh, Mike Ritchie this morning uh, bringing God's word. And uh, tonight, I'll go ahead and plug, I will be preaching uh, this evening. You know, Daniel, uh, his family, they're away on vacation, so let's remember them. Uh, hopefully, it's a, a good time of, of rest for them. Uh, so we're excited about this morning, and uh, at this time, I'd like to call the ushers forward uh, as we will collect uh, the offering. Uh, so ushers, go ahead and come forward, and I will pray over our offering. Uh, Lord, we give you thanks and praise this morning as we gather together uh, as the body of Christ to worship uh, the risen, resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, may our focus be upon Him this morning. May our passion uh, be for Him and His glory in all that we do, and that we would have a passion for His words would reach all places, Lord. So uh, we entrust these things to You. We entrust our gifts to You. Uh, may we use them well uh, and honor You and uh, know ultimately, God, that uh, Your will will be done. So we give you praise and thanks this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ my King. 
God, we exalt you alone this morning. We proclaim your greatness to all the earth. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You Shout your praise. 
Champions International uh, and served three years as the international president and 15 years on the international academy. In these capacities, Mike has traveled in over 30 countries and in most U.S. states representing the association at conventions, conferences, uh, scripture blitzes, and a host of other functions. Uh, he had the honor of presenting the One Billionth Bible placed by the Gideons to President George Bush in 2002. Can we stop for a second and talk about how incredible One Billion Bibles is? That is a lot of Bibles. Um, the ministry has now placed more than two billion in over 200 countries. Uh, professionally, Mike is the Vice President for Philanthropy and alum Alumni Engagement at the University of Kentucky. He's currently leading the university's $2.1 billion campaign that was launched on September 14th of 2018. He's a graduate of UK with a bachelor's and master's degree in 1973 and 79. And Mike now resides in Lawrenceburg with his wife, Susan. They have two children and five grandchildren. Uh, their son, Paul, is a pastor, and their daughter, Sarah, is an attorney. Uh, Mike and Susan are active in their church at Sand Springs Baptist. I'm going to invite Mike to the podium, uh, Dr. Ritchie, and I'm going to pray over him and for him uh, and then... We'll uh, learn more in the, uh, in the service about an opportunity that you're going to have uh, to give to the Gideons this morning to support their work. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for Dr. Ritchie. I thank you for the work that you're doing in and through his life and through the organization that he works so closely with uh, called the Gideons. God, we thank you for uh, the, uh, the providence that you have given them and the, the courage, the boldness, and the, the resources uh, to place 2 billion copies of your word across 200 countries. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to hear from Dr. Ritchie this morning. We pray that you would speak through him to us as you prepare our hearts uh, through your spirit to hear what you would have to say to us this morning. God, we love you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. mind of God, the state of man, the way of sinners, and the doom of sinners, and the way of salvation. And as believers, we know that every word of God is pure, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. We have experienced that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. As Christians, we know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. And because of that, we are, according to 1 Peter 1, 23, born again. Not of incorruptible seed, but of, cor of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And as his children, too, we know that his word that is spread in these 200 countries around the world will not return unto him void, but will accomplish that which he pleases and prosper in the thing whereto he sends it, Isaiah 55, 11. God's Word, how precious it is. But it's also noted that we place the Word of God so that people might come to salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not too long ago, I was called in my office by a man to ask if I would meet him just right down the street at Longhorn Restaurant. His name was Dr. Matthew Sleeth, and I agreed. He had never met, he said, a real live Gideon before. So he had to meet me. So I had lunch with him, and he shared his testimony. He was a medical doctor up in the Bangor, Maine area. In fact, he was uh, a non-believer. He was searching for spiritual answers. He had gotten into the New Age movement. He had read the Quran, 
but nothing made any sense, caused him any peace in his heart. So one day he was walking through the waiting area of the hospital where he was the chief of staff, and he noticed a Bible on the nightstand placed by the Gideons. And so he took that Bible and he started reading the Scripture, and he read it from cover to cover on several occasions. To make a long story short, today he is a believer. He's a born-again Christian, lives in Wilmore, Kentucky, has a ministry entitled Blessed Earth, speaks all over the country, and has also had been on the Today Show, sharing the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. It makes a difference. Greg Falls was an atheist, grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and he and his family used to mock Christians, used to mock anything that was related to the Bible or about Christianity or Jesus Christ. While he was in high school, though, he came with a group of other high school students to Lexington, Kentucky, and he checked in at the old Continental Inn, and some of you may recall that on the other side of town, and you're smiling. And they were there for a night of revelry, a night of partying, and just doing anything they wanted to do. And he said, we took, when we left that hotel room, everything that wasn't tied down, including a Bible. And he put a Bible in his suitcase and went back to Columbus, Ohio. He didn't want his parents to know that he had it. So he hid the Bible. And he was drawn to it. And he started reading it, even though they were still making fun of Christians and of the book and the, and the creation story in Genesis and so forth. But he read the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to him and convict him of his sin, of his separation from a holy God. And as a result, he became a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. And today he is a Baptist minister, ministering in churches all across Kentucky, parts of Ohio. And during his ministry, he's baptized thousands of people, all because of God honoring his word, which he's exalted along with his name among the highest of all of the creation. So we praise God for that. I was with David Jeremiah not too long ago, and David Jeremiah was speaking at Cedarville University. I was there at the guest of uh, Tom White, the president, had been at Southwestern, had just become the president there. But David Jeremiah, a well-known author, many of you probably follow him on, on closed-circuit TV, he said to me, Mike, I'm going to talk about the Gideons this morning. And when he spoke to those 3,000 young people, most of whom plan to go into some type of Christian ministry, he said this, that since the beginning of time, one-third, one-third of all the Bibles, New Testament that have been distributed today have been given by the Gideons International. Why? Because the partnership, the cooperation with churches like Broadway Baptist that have prayerfully supported this ministry, that stand in the gap providing financial resources so that God's Word might be made available. But then David Jeremiah said this, the truth of the matter is salvation never occurs apart from the Word of God. Whether it's through reading the Word of God, letting the Holy Spirit convict one of their sin and separation from God, and they come to salvation, whether it's the foolishness of preaching, whether it's being taught by a Sunday school teacher in a Sunday school class, whether it's a gospel tract or a witness that you're giving, salvation never occurs apart from the Word of God. And that's why it's important to place these scriptures, about 90-plus million in the crooks, crannies, and cubby holes of these 200 countries, provinces, and territories all around the world. You know, the Dr. Luke wrote to a man called Theophilus. I do not know who he was. Nobody can really identify him in the Gospel of Luke, also in the book of Acts. One day when we get to heaven, we're going to find out who that person was. We're going to know all about him and why he wrote the Gospel and also the book of Acts to him and addressed it to him 
But he said in the scriptures in the first chapters of those two books that he was writing to set forth that which he had seen, that which he observed, that which he knew to be true. And in the next few moments as I have opportunity, I want to share with you that which I have observed, that which I know to be true as I've had the opportunity to represent you in over 30 countries throughout the world. Go with me to Riga, Latvia. We'd had a scripture distribution there. I had five or six men from Australia, United States, to join me there. We rented cabs. We placed over 35,000 scriptures in a week's period of time in that city. On Friday night, we had a pastor's banquet, and it was the first time the evangelical community had ever been brought together for that type of service. We rented the 18th floor of the old Latvian hotel, which had been built by the Russians when they occupied that particular part of the world. We had to occupy the bar. We took all the booze, put it out of sight and so forth, and we had all the ministers and their guests come from the churches. They were Pentecostal pastors. They were Baptist pastors. After the service, a man came up to me, an older man, and his wife was speaking to me in broken English. His name was Bondarenko, and this is what she said, folks. She said, my husband spent nine years, nine years in a Siberian prison because of his faithfulness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But recently, my husband went back to Siberia. His intention was to find uh, found a church that uh, would be where he had been incarcerated. But when he got there, he discovered there were already five churches that had sprung up. So he asked the local people in the community, well, what happened? They said, we really don't know, but a group called the Gideons came. They distributed scriptures in the schools, on the college campus. They went to the police station. They went to the hospital clinic. They went to the hospital, and they went to other areas throughout this region, and they made Bibles and Testaments available. People read those scriptures. They studied those scriptures, and they became Christians. And five churches had sprung up with tears beaming down their faces. They said, we want to thank you for making the word of God available. Another man next to them stood, and he was a Baptist minister. He said, I want to share something that happened here in Riga, Latvia, a city of about 500,000 in the Zolatory School District. He said, the Gideons went, made a distribution of testaments to the young people there. Over 90 people received the Testaments and were converted, were saved. As a result, the Baptist churches started up. And he said, I was the Gideon who went and made the distribution, but God gave me a higher calling, and now I'm the Baptist minister of that local congregation. That's why the Word of God is so important. I was in the Ukraine, and there was a man there. He heads up all the Baptist work by the name of Gregorio Commandant. When the Gideons went in and started distributing scriptures in the 90s, there were only 200 evangelical churches. There are over 5,000 evangelical churches in that country today. And if you ask Gregorio Commandant why, he said two reasons. One reason, the Gideons had placed over 40 million copies of scriptures in that land. But when we found out where the Gideons were going to make distribution, we would have church planning teams following there. And as a result, people were converted. Churches have sprung up. And there's a great dedication there in that country to see people come to faith in Jesus Christ. I met a man by the name of Yuri Sengorsky. I met him one night about 11 p.m. as I was staying in a home overnight as I was traveling in that country, and he was a Gideon. And he came in, they told me about his faithfulness. He was 30 years of age at the time, and they said he had personally, one person had placed over 130,000 scriptures. 
and it didn't make sense. And he had a map, and he had red dots all over that map of that region. But here's what Yuri Sungorsky did. He would get up, and he read a little woodworking shop. That's all they had to make a living. And he'd get up early in the morning, and he would work from like 3 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock. Then he would close his shop, and then he would go and make distributions every day, six days a week, not on Sundays, in all of the outpost areas for schools, at university campuses, in military posts and prisons and so forth. And then sometimes, because he was doing this by a, with a coaster bicycle, he didn't have a car, didn't have a moped, and he would load two boxes of Scripture on his back fender, one on his handlebars, and sometimes he would cycle many days one direction, 25 miles, just to visit the various schools. Sometimes he would load the bicycle on a train, he'd go 50 kilometers, then he would travel another 50 kilometers, making God's Word available. And I said to him, Yuri, why do you do this? He said, because people need Jesus. And if the people in America that provide about 80% of all the scriptures worldwide, about 4% of them come from the state of Kentucky, if they can provide the scriptures, the least I can do, the least I can do is make them available. 130,000 scriptures with that type of dedication. That's the kinds of rope that we're holding for our brothers and sisters as they serve throughout the world. Not too long ago, I led a scripture blitz in the country of Kenya, beautiful country, and I was up in the hill country of Nyeri. had landed in Nairobi. I had people who had joined me there from Australia, had some accompanied there from the United States and uh, also from the British Isles. We had a great distribution, and in a week's period of time, beloved, we placed over 351,000 copies of scripture. The last school I went to was the Kaguma School, which was kind of out on the equator area, more in the desert area than in the hill country. And uh, we got there, and the Gideons found out there was some confusion because they had arrived about six weeks before the local Gideons, and they had deposited the scriptures in boxes in the headmaster's office and said, look, uh, a guy will be coming back from the United States with us in about six weeks. We want to assemble the students out underneath the canopy of this big tree, and he wants to tell them about Jesus Christ. He wants to share the plan of salvation. Would that be okay? He said that would be fine. When they left, Francis Wahama uh, was one of them, uh, the headmaster forgot about it. And so he made the distribution to the kids. But the day before I was to come back to that school, he noticed on the calendar Maguma uh, was, uh, was coming back. And so anyway, he asked all the students to bring their testaments back. He put them back in the boxes, unbeknownst to me. But what had happened, as I got those young people out and I started sharing with them the witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Roman road, and so forth, we started making the distribution of scriptures. And the students had written their names in the front of the Testament. So instead of a mass distribution of scripture, we had to call them out one by one. Well, you know, I'm a Southern English major uh, at the university, and uh, I speak uh, Southern uh, English. And when you go to New England, they laugh at you. But when you're in Africa, our dialect is different. And they were smiling and snickering over how I was trying to butcher up their names. And so finally, I just let the local Gideons take it over. But I went over and put my hand in a box. I pulled out this very testament. And I saw where a young man had signed the front of the New Testament. His name was John Echanja Mwanga. And also, I saw the date he had received the testament. And then I thumbed to the back the plan of salvation, a decision page where he had signed and dated it to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. 
but also he had written his name and also Romans 10, 5, all around the periphery of this little testament of the white, as you may could see. So I opened it up, and it read this way. It says, the end of the gospel is Jesus Christ to everyone who believeth. And I said, this young man gets it. So I asked the headmaster, who had given all these testaments out, I said, who is John? So we called for him. The very back of the large throng of people, 500 people, a hand went up, and it was John's hand. And uh, I motioned for him to come forward. He didn't really want to do it. He was sheepish, but he came up, and I began to share with him. And I said, what happened, John? He said, I have Jesus Christ in my heart. I've become a believer. And I said, John, can I give you another testament? I want to take this back as a testimony of how God is using scriptures all over this country, all over this continent, to bring people to saving faith in Jesus Christ. He said, fine. I said, also, would you mind if I take a photo? He said, not at all. Now, when you get your camera out, they like that. And so John stood next to me, and I put my arm around him. He was about this tall. And uh, I had the headmaster with my camera. I said, well, you made a mistake giving out the testaments. Can you take this picture of us? He said, sure. Well, when the other kids saw what was happening, we were thronged. All 500 wanted in that photo to the extent that we couldn't take the picture. And so as a result, I said, I'm so sorry, John. We're not going to be able to do this. He was so disappointed, walked away with his head dejected. As I was policing the grounds, getting ready to leave, I felt a tug on the back of my coat. John had slipped away from the rest of his classmates. He had not forgotten that picture. So I gave the, the camera again to the headmaster, and John and I had a picture taken. And my wife says the best picture of me she has ever seen. Here's John shining, his teeth shining, and here's me from here down. So anyway... But the story was we had opportunity to go to Muslim schools. We had opportunity to go to Christian schools. We had opportunity to go to public schools to make the word of God available. And all over, whether it's in Botswana, whether it's in El Salvador, whether it's in China, whether it's in the Philippines, other places where I've had the opportunity to be, there's a hunger for the word of God. There's a hunger for people to come to know Christ as their Savior. And that's why we come to your congregation on an annual basis to ask for your support. And you can look at me this morning and say, well, Brother Mike, what type of support do you need? Well, first of all, we need your prayer support. And I mean that sincerely. Because prayer is the key to the success of this work. People ask, why is it that so many people have come to salvation through reading Gideon Play scriptures? It's because of the number of prayers which ascend to the throne of grace on behalf of the place world. Pray for the word of God that you're distributing. Pray for our brothers and sisters who are members of the Gideons who are laboring under very harsh and trying circumstances in many parts of the country, of the world. There are only like 26 countries now that are not yet open to this ministry, most of them in Muslim countries, but also in areas like northern Africa, very, very difficult. Even in southern and central America, there are some very difficult areas of distribution where Gideons have been imprisoned or put to death because their faithfulness to place the word of God. Secondly, we need other business and professional men and their wives to join the work of this association who are looking for an extended avenue of service. And you have a number of Gideons in the Broadway Baptist Church, and Brother Don and others will be happy to talk with you about membership. And then thirdly, we need your financial support. A Bible like that, which is placed in a hotel room, costs $5. A testament that's placed in the hands of someone like Johnny Conjure Mwanga costs $1.15. 
That's not very much for such a great investment opportunity. And this morning as you leave the sanctuary, there will be deacons at the door for you to give a free will offering if you're so inclined to do that, knowing that every cent that you give will go toward the purchase and distribution of God's Word. Not one cent you usually get in for any type of organizational cost. We'll take care of that ourselves. There are several ways you can make your contribution. You can give cash. You can make a check payable to the Gideons for whatever amount God will lay upon your heart, $5, $10, $20. But some of you may be so blessed that you'd like to fill a box of New Testaments costing $115 today. You can do that. Or you can provide a 1,000 scriptures costing $1,150. That's just between you and the Lord. You also, if you didn't bring your checkbook or sufficient cash, there is a bulletin insert. You can use your credit card to make your contribution, or you can also just attach an envelope within that insert that uh, is postmarked to the local Gideon camp, and you can send in your offering at a later time. Does your support count? Does it make a difference? Is it important to place the Word of God? Let me close with excerpts received from letters of school children on the continent of Africa. The first one reads, Sir, I worked one whole week to pay postage to put on this letter. Sir, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, please send Bible. The second one, Sir, within your power, rescue my soul from hell fire. Sir, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, please send Bible. And then the third one, Sir, I one day talking with my friend Jesus, writes a 10-year-old boy. He tell me about your group, how you're kind, and how you give Bible to poor boy like me. What would you do if you received a letter in your mailbox tomorrow like that? Well, you'll have an opportunity to do something about it this morning, and may God bless you for it. Thank you, Dr. Richard. This morning, you're going to have an opportunity to respond, as we just mentioned in a moment, uh, in a way to, to give to the Gideons financially. In the meantime, we close every service here with an invitation at Broadway. And we believe that uh, the Word of God, uh, as we just heard, has the power to change lives. And so this morning, we want to give you an opportunity to respond uh, in case the Spirit is, is working in your heart and in your life. Uh, so as we move into our time of closing and invitation this morning, uh, I'm going to invite you, if, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, you're welcome to do that this morning. Uh, if you want to make a decision to uh, maybe commit some uh, some of your finances or your resources or your time to the Gideons, uh, that's available to you as well. However the Spirit moves you, we want to invite you to respond this morning as we sing together.
But the Jesus. 